Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Sunday, April 30th of 2023, and we're celebrating the fourth Sunday of Easter. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Easter. This Sunday is also called Good Shepherd Sunday because the gospel of this Sunday, no matter what year, always speaks to us of Christ as the Good Shepherd. It's also the World Day of Prayer for Vocations, asking God to give the grace of vocations to the priesthood and consecrated life. These special vocations to serve God entirely, that is, with one's whole heart, soul, body, time, everything, are a continuation of the work of Christ, the Good Shepherd. And hence we recall both the words of Christ himself, as the Good Shepherd, and pray that God might raise up vocations to follow him in that role. In today's Gospel, Christ tells us a great deal about his love for us, the Father's love for us, and what this means for our lives. It's interesting that we're told that Christ's listeners did not realize what he was trying to tell them. Presumably, they understood the literal meaning of the words, since the Bible contains about 100 references to shepherds and nearly 400 to flocks, and the entire setting would have been familiar to them based on their life. But what they failed to see, and what Christ had to explain to them, was how those words applied to our Savior. Now, perhaps our difficulty today is the opposite. We know who Christ is, but many of the details of the Good Shepherd are lost on us because we're just not familiar with sheep and shepherding. If we take those words of Christ, though, in the context that he spoke them, a clear image of Christ's love and compassion for us begins to emerge. We can look at two points in particular. First, the shepherd imagery that Christ uses, with the voice of the shepherd, the care he takes, and how he watches over his sheep. And second, the life he came to bring. Now first, speaking of the good shepherd, Jesus says, The sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. Now in order to understand this, we need to consider a little bit of what life was like in biblical Palestine. It was common that several flocks would gather together at one watering stop, or that they might spend the night together in one sheepfold. All the sheep would be mixed together, 
just a confused lot of many different sheep from multiple flocks from different shepherds. Well, in order to separate them, when it was time for a flock to leave, the shepherd would use a particular whistle or a call. Now, it's nothing intelligible, like a word or a phrase, but it's just a particular sound or cry that would be recognized by the sheep. At that sound, the sheep of that shepherd's flock would simply head over to him and follow the sound of their shepherd. Now, this is interesting because sheep are notoriously dumb animals, but they can distinguish their shepherd's voice. So much so that an unfamiliar voice sends the flock running in all directions. But a familiar one keeps order, keeps the flock in peace. We can ask ourselves, do we allow ourselves to hear Christ's voice in our daily lives? Or do we let ourselves be upset by the noise of the world? Secondly, as we said earlier, sheep are notoriously dumb animals. And a truly good shepherd needs to care for their every need. If left alone, sheep will eat even the grass of the roots, the roots of the grass, that is, destroys the land. They'll even drink polluted water. Now, a good shepherd takes all of this into account, and he has to be constantly on the watch and on the move to ensure the best for his flock. We can ask ourselves, do we allow Christ to move us where he wants us to go? Do we let him direct our lives, since he's the one who wants the best for us? Thirdly, as we read a little later on, Christ is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Now, in the Old Testament, sheep were valuable possessions, and the shepherd would need to defend them against wild animals, but also against thieves. Even at night, the shepherd was on guard. He would sleep at the gate of the sheepfold, or if there was no fold, he would just spend the whole night awake. This is because the sheep were valuable for his family and for their well-being. Christ, however, sees us, his sheep, as valuable in ourselves. Do we believe that that's the care God has for us? That his eyes are ever watchful over us? Lastly, at the end of the gospel, Jesus has a very interesting line, a line that we can think of time and time again. We should meditate on constantly. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Greek phrase used there means having abundantly. It means to have a super abundance of a thing. To be a follower of Jesus, to know who he is and what he means, is to have a super abundance of life. Think about it. Jesus did not come to this earth. He was not born, did not live, did not suffer, did not die, just so we could be more or less okay. He didn't come so we could just get by or survive. He came so that we could have an abundant life. The great Saint Irenaeus said, The glory of God is man fully alive. And it's that fullness of life that Christ came to give us. The life of grace and our vocations are, are the first steps in that fullness of life. We cannot hold back from giving God everything. He wants to give us an abundant life. And he'll provide us with everything we need in order to have it. The only thing we need to do is to surrender ourselves and follow him, trusting in his love and in his care for us. Today in particular, we ask Christ the Good Shepherd that he inspire young people to follow him, 
through a vocation to the consecrated life, that they might have the courage to surrender themselves to the Good Shepherd and to lay down their lives for others, just as Christ did. For all of this, we ask for the grace, through the intercession of Mary, the Divine Shepherdess, to surrender ourselves more fully to Christ, to be docile to the call of our Shepherd, who loves us and calls us by name.